The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. Heelandtoeapparel.com Heel&Toe Apparel is all about making clothes for people who love to drive. They're all about the manual transmission, and we support that. I don't know what else to say about them that we haven't said before. They make the coziest shirts cool sweatshirts the raddest hats they have a really cool new camo trucker hat i love the the new heel and toe badge logo or i guess you call it a shield logo and those shirts look really cool and uh yeah they've been making our rally shirts for the past geez i don't even know now at this point it's like 10 rallies or something and everyone is better than the next i swear it's like everyone is my favorite shirt and this last batch is the same thing we did the sierra rally rewind and they made us some really cool shirts black with gold and uh, i'm in i'm in love with them i think i i took three of them for myself so uh yeah check out heel and toe apparel.com forward slash dwa and use the code dwa at checkout to get 20 percent off your order support those that support us check out heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash dwa check us out and show your support at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome as well as you know giving us a little support for this uh weekly podcast we provide we also give you some cool benefits like free sticker packs discounts on Things in our store like the license plate stickers, license plate frames, rally hats, a bunch of other stuff. You also get early access to DWA rallies if you're in the area and events like Camping Wall Awesome. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Welcome to Driving Wall Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. My name is Art. Art, are you? Are your? Is your camera working, Art, or no? I don't know. Is it? No. Oh, no, yeah. I, so. I didn't turn it on. There you, I know you. There you go. Hey, there he is. Back. Oh, sunroof has popped. <laughs> oh, oh damn! Oh shit, dude! Don't want to brag. Your office is a E30. Do you have uh, post-its in there and stuff, and like coffee mugs and you know office type things? Maybe one of those uh, pin, like those little pin things you oh, put your hand on um cork board is that what you call it <laughs> no that's a cork board but uh, you know those like all those little yeah it's almost all like those little nails and carpet it's like no. a tight woven carpet it's fabric over foam over like a dense foam right there fabric over dense foam and you have yeah thumbtacks on it oh well that's nice but what i'm talking about is like the little tchotchke art thing that people have in their office that you can put your face in and it's all the oh, pins the pins pins yeah. or nails or whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Those are kind Anyways, of fun. And you also need one of those balls, uh, the metal balls that goes click, 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 you know, and like hits the other balls. Those are cool too. I like all that stuff. I like those uh-huh. that one little game where you just have the, it's like a maze and you just have the ball and you have to get it through. Oh, you know, where, and you have the little holes. It's like it's something like that. It's so entertaining, dude. <laughs> I know. What about a little, um, a little mini rock garden and sand with a little rake? Oh, that's a cool. Yeah, one. that's cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you always, you, it's impossible to get it perfect, right? Uh, right. And you always a have a little, thing. like a start and an end kind of thing. Yeah, maybe yeah. during a call you could start a new little, little scene, right, Art? Yeah, but dude, these narc bitches that were telling you that I was clicking my keyboard. Um, it would, imagine if I was doing that, dude. I'd be like fucking so well, zoned sand, out. The sand wouldn't be a problem, but if you're doing the clicky clack balls, um, yeah. that would be a problem. It's kind of, it's kind of like uh, having a drink or versus chewing kettle chips, right? It's like you can you can consume, uh, you know, yeah. you can sustain or whatever sustenance. <laughs> you can eat food, yeah. but. Um, at first, I was like, well, it's weird you specifically said kettle chips, but they are the, the hardest <laughs> the chips, so I, so I do understand it. They're but the crunchiest yeah, bitches. You, you gotta go extreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Pop Rocks, maybe? <laughs> Pop Rocks. Podcast Pop Rocks. That could Worst be kind of, that's like, uh, what's it called? ASMR or whatever. Right? Oh, right. People really get fired up about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to this pod. I was just gonna say, I listen to a podcast where they crinkle paper um, it's called Sunday papers and they like each section of the paper, they kind of do this crinkle and, uh, people complained a bunch because it like drove them crazy, I guess. doesn't bother me. I don't know about you guys. Oh, it's like some kind of yeah, yeah. Some weird, like uh, OCD thing. Um, I, uh, I was wondering though, with the pop rocks, um, was that ever confirmed? Remember, like if you drink soda and eat pop rocks, you explode or something? Yeah, like yeah. forty. It's, like was it confirmed? Th- yeah, was four thousand con- people. Four thousand people <laughs> yeah. die every year from every pop rocks year, related dude. death. <laughs> what the heck? I never followed up. I remember in middle school. I never followed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was a middle school thing. You know, and I, I, you know back then, I guess you could. There was early internet. You could probably you know find something. But um, dude, let's try it. There was also the. What's up? Let's try it. Whole whole pack of pop rocks in the mouth, a big jug of Jolt soda. And if you if you if you eat then swim Ooh. right away, you die. I heard too. So like I'm, I mean, <laughs> I've never confirmed whether or not it's true. But did, did yeah. you confirm the uh, the the seagull one that if you give seagulls Alka Seltzer, they explode? I, we tried I, it. I, I I heard people did it, but I never did it myself. We, we did it. I'll say we, but a friend of mine did it in a group of us in middle school, and uh, there were so many seagulls, we lost track of which one had it. And then, but then we just waited for the explosion, um, yeah. and it was easy to find. No, nothing oh, happened. <laughs> no, no, oh, nothing God. happened. <laughs> um, speaking of explosions, did you guys see that uh, that whale on Instagram? That uh, some fishermen, I think that was probably off of California, but uh, dead. Um, I believe it was a humpback. Don't quote me on that. But um, bloated, floating in the ocean. They were kind of cruising slowly next to it, and it exploded. It didn't get them or anything, but all of its guts just started billowing out of its mouth and going into the ocean. It was so gnarly. I'll have to send it to you guys. Why did this happen? Well, they get gas inside of their stomachs and stuff when they die, and they get Mm -hmm. bloated, and it's actually happened where a sperm whale, I want to say in Japan, they got a, a sperm whale on the beach. They put it on a flatbed trailer and were towing it to the dump, and it exploded in town. And it blew up like guts and blood, like rivers of blood, all (laughs) just the worst case scenario, like dead animal all over dead ocean animal all over town. So yeah, it's a real thing. I guess you um, have to be very careful when you um, cut them up because that can happen. And it's like literally an explosion. 
Gnarly. Dead so you have to like cut a hole in them early on yeah, or something like to, to like let the let gases it, out? Let it air out like a sausage yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? Huh. Gnarly. Yeah. What I else guess there must be, I don't know if it's something like inherently unique to them or if like there's just so much bacteria, right? That's like because there's so much flesh. And the vol- the probably also the volume of the, the stomach or whatever, right? Like the- I think it's the volume straight up. It just allows to build up so large that then yeah. it gets to a big boom because i think uh can you do that with dead humans can start like stuff can start coming out as well right i mean i mean i always poke holes in them before i kill them but um that's just yeah well yeah then you you would never know right because i I saw it on home and garden tv just uh yeah home Home garden's pretty gnarly like that yeah (laughs) how to prepare a body it was like martha stewart like thanksgiving special Uh i think uh or uh one of those yeah it was pretty cool Cool. Anyways, oh, never um, saw the whale. <laughs> <laughs> like things have gone awfully morbid. I thought the seagull blowing up was maybe a little, you know, excessive for some people to handle. Like you know, who some of our PETA fans uh, that listen, and we just went full full tilt there. That's cool. Yeah, I apologize to all the PETA fans. Um, um, so, Wham, well, I was I was thinking, you know, before we go into questions, um, uh, we probably answer after the fact uh, since we can do the standard questions first but uh, we did get a lot of questions in the post that we made about the law 45 that we have mm. so um like instead of doing a traditional review um we might just start with those like since i think they're going to answer a lot of the yeah yeah why don't you run with those you can run with those and then um i mean that'll be you two answering it since i wouldn't i didn't even see the car but yeah i'm, I'm all ears what did you think of the ride quality well what I is the car it? first marshmallow it's an uh, Mercedes Benz AMG GLA 45 GLA 45 and it's a 2021 I believe that's correct um, <laughs> so what you just want to ask me what I thought about the ride quality it's dog shit whoa whoa no 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 I, oh, I asked okay, sorry. Warren because oh. it was a joke because he <laughs> didn't drive the car we're starting with questions yeah. Warren would <laughs> I, like Warren would have a Warren would have a conniption fit over it because he's like, he's ride quality guy and, and Dude, that I bothers him more than most people. But <laughs> that's a great answer, Lane. <laughs> Just straight dog shit. Um, yeah, I was really surprised to see that it's a Macan competitor. For some reason, I thought uh, they were smaller and nah, more. It's, yeah, is, is it though? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, we can definitely jump into that right now if you want, or we can do our regular questions and then do the review questions after whatever you're, whatever you're feeling, Art. Yeah, let's yeah, I'm down with list of questions, whatever, man, whatever. Okay. Maybe pick like the top five Glaw questions that you want to answer. I mean, we probably want to go over like we can go over exterior, interior, then engine, ride, all those things like we were talking about. I like um, it. If you want to. But we'll maybe make it a little quicker just because Warren didn't drive it. So it's. Yeah. You know. And I can a- ask you guys questions that I have about it. and you. Yeah, answer. exactly. So uh, with this car, I did just because I was I've had it for the last two days and I was so like puzzled with where this car fits. Like you were saying, Warren, like, what is this? Who is this car for? What is, yep. like that's the question I still have is like, who buys this car? Like, what? Why would you who would buy this car? Right. It's a 70. One thousand dollar as tested. Jesus, and they make uh, a non AMG GLA too, right? That's just your yeah. Standard. And then they make a GLA thirty five AMG now as well, or something. So, um, 
they're but you know they start at 55 or something uh but yeah so i did look it up to look at like other reviews and see where they're comparing it and they are comparing it to like golf r's and stuff a lot like stuff like that so it's an interesting thing you know it kind of bridges this gap of um suv and because i i also read somewhere it has like i think the ground clearance is the same as a wrx um and then it's something like eight inches shorter than an outback uh you know it's like a it's in a weird place right yeah and uh if if none of you have ever seen one it it kind of looks like a hot hatch that's like raised up a little bit but um i mean really it doesn't have crazy ground clearance it's more like in the proportions of the i don't know it's hard to it's hard to kind of explain how it's done but uh you know the the windows are really high you sit but you sit high in the vehicle like you would an suv so it has it has that kind of suv-ness but the car is actually not that high up um yeah it's a so i was just trying to picture who would buy this car and um i've done some like familying in it and uh it's definitely not you know it fits my family my family's pretty easy to accommodate i think like as far as like families go it's like uh you know my wife and two kids so like any four-door is like fine for us really and no no and then, car seats no no car seats to deal and none of that stuff no no strollers and it does have a good size trunk so um it does all right in that way but in other ways it's like it's kind of it's too compromised on the sporting end to really be a good family car i think uh just like driving around town like i drove it to the west side and uh dropped off um uh my daughter's friend with my family and then we went to dinner in it and um it's a little too it it wants to shift too much it's a little it's way too harsh um our it really like you're like wow our roads are really bad in santa cruz and i feel you know like it's funny to like have this car like to like let me know that um right basically a um uh a kind of suv-ish thing so uh yeah it's kind of a hard car to like place in the market like where where it really fits and i think it kind of stands on its own somewhere um yeah Yeah, what do you think art yeah sorry i'm like i'm just trying to adapt here because uh the flow here got changed up so i'm getting everything ready um yeah it's uh it's definitely in specifically talking about its placement in the market it is in a unique place in this market in the, in the u.s right uh because um it is supposed to be a lot more hardcore like first of all um like in terms of a little performance cuv hatchback thing like as lane is describing it's very stiff all that um and uh, it is definitely the engine is very eager to kind of rev and it wants to keep shifting it's you know it it also the shifts are very aggressive which i like they're very sharp um i actually just got out of a macon turbo right now that i have as a loaner and that has a a pdk and it's it's way more muted it's way smoother in engaging um versus the the amg uh the amg feels very mechanical um it's almost for lack of a better term a little crisp Beer, crunchier, <laughs> but not that sounds bad when you're talking about Porsche's known 
Porsche's PDK is known for being almost seamless in, in the way it in the way it shifts, downshifts, everything. This kind of like talks to you a little more, like tells you what it's doing. Yeah, it's got and it's got more drama too with the with the way that it shifts. The shift itself, it's got the pop and it's got like all of that going on, right? Whereas on, you get a little bit of that with a bit of PDK, but combined with the exhaust system and all that, it's it's kind of a little more 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 um, more drama. Um, but, um, the, this car in particular kind of goes head to head with an RSQ three, which isn't something that we get. So it's like in that, that's a kind of par for par. Um, and, but it's more expensive. Um, the, the RSQ three is the Macan is the closest competitor in the U S uh, the Macan S, which is sort of the middle one that is closest in performance to this one, um, or this car. Um, I, I spec one out. Um, basically the same as this car to give it all the same stuff, like, you know, torque vectoring, you know, all the shit, like the, the same, basically the same treatment um, as this car has um, a sport chrono package for the adjustability of the suspension and all the different modes. And it is significantly more expensive, um, but you know, it is a bigger car. It is definitely a nicer interior quality wise, uh, you know, so you're paying a premium for that, but you know, you're looking at $87,000, uh, this car in particular is optioned to the hill, the, the, the Glaw 45 that we have as a press car because press cars, they tend to do that, right? They want to show you what is possible. So they throw everything at them. And so this particular uh, car is, is what is it? The, what is the sticker on their lane? Is 71, 71 and change. Yeah. And yeah. 54 is the base price. Um, and I would, I would probably add maybe $3,000 worth of options on it. Like if I were to do it myself, so I would be, you know, close to 60. Um, like there's a lot of shit on there that I don't want. There's adaptive cruise control lane assist stuff. Like there's the adaptive led lights, which I don't like on this car. I don't know if you got to drive it at night, but um, the high beams kind of do weird shit and like, they're just not very, they don't work very well for me. I, I think, you know, just standard led lights would be plenty fine for me. Um, and that's what it comes with. Um, there's also the 21, 21 inch wheels, which don't do anything for me. They're, they're that's not necessarily the design I would want for the car. And yeah. I would probably want a smaller diameter wheel with more sidewall, um, to help with that ride quality. A lot of road noise too. It's loud. Man, it is loud. It's very loud. And uh, I don't know if that's due, it's a combination of chassis stiffness and tires themselves. Tires and also, you know, lack of sidewall and all that. But, um, um, you know, I'm curious to see, I, I tried not to see anything about the car. I wanted to kind of form my own opinion first. And then after the fact, I want to see if people actually like used, you know, if they, if they offer different tires, cause I've heard that, you know, these, the ones that are on here, that's one thing I looked is like, tires <laughs> i wanted to see if there are other other tires that were offered on this car and it looks like there were so um i'm curious to see what the response is with that or if there's even any mention of that um but yeah it is in a unique spot um it is very fast i mean it's it's faster than a macan s uh which is you know the macan s is zero to 16 like four six but it is a heavier car uh this car weighs up uh, no, weighs about 3800 pounds is what i've seen depending on how you option it this one is fully loaded so i'm, I'm quoting it as 38 but it's like, you know, very close to four. Some people are saying four, one, zero to 60. And, you know, it feels like it. Mm. I mean, and it rips in any, you know, from anywhere. I, there That's is quick. a little bit of lag. Um, you know, you get kind of, you, you really feel boost, boost, uh, building up pretty heavily. Like around. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's full on turbo, dude. 25 pounds of boost. Like, yeah, I mean, it definitely, but, but the transmission can deal with it. Basically it could keep up with the, with the lack of, you know, the lack of 
like NA grunt, you know? And it's a, it's so. a formatic. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's a formatic plus. So it's got factoring and it can yeah. transfer a hundred percent of the, the power to the rear. Like, oh, wow. um, what was it? Was it the E 63 S that had that where it could do drift mode. This has drift mode on it too, which is an optional package. Um, and, um, yeah that's that's the one that i would get i would check the box for that two thousand dollar package that includes like the race mode drift mode so you have all the different suspension selection and all the different customization for the the um throttle control all that and then on top of that they they add the big brakes which i want so um so that package makes sense um there's a seat package which gets you those recaros how do you feel about those recaros lane after driving it for a I, bit? I think the the recaros are actually really comfortable they're like they're nice. I mean, they're, they're definitely hard. They're, they're on the sporting end, which gets me back to like, where is this car? It's, it's a hard one, right? Like, cause it gets me back to like, like this is your, if this is your wife's car, your family car, like I wouldn't want those Recaros and I wouldn't want it as sporty. I probably wouldn't choose this car. Right. I would way rather have a Macan that's more comfortable and better interior quality and kind of, you know, stuff like that. So it gets into a weird place because this, if this is your only car and you're like ripping it in the mountains, which it can do, uh, the Recaros are pretty sweet and they're, they're come, they're definitely like, they're, they're good seats. They're, they're rad. They're hard back. I mean, they're so aggressive. You're like, Whoa, what is it? It definitely like tells you the intentions of the car. Like looking in the, the interior, you see these seats, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Something's up with this. I mean, besides the boy racer wing on the back, which is, I mean, it's kind of cool looking for this car as well. So, um, yeah, that's, I'm actually kind of conflicted on that because, um, unfortunately it is a package, right. That you have to take off and like it adds on, you know, so, you know, grand or so, but it's like, I kind of want it for the car because it kind of goes with the character of the car. Like without it, it's just like this like bulbous little like bubbly looking. It's so like puppy looking, like all the proportions are so exaggerated, right? Like it's got this big round nose and like everything is big, right? Like all the different proportions are weird. We're talking about that. And like, um, and that, that kind of sharpens it up a little bit, right? Like it, it helps kind of give it more character and, and it has a, it's, it's kind of funny too. Cause it, it has canards on the front bump on the front bumper, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but it's like not that low, which is where canards, you know, when a car is super lowered, that's where canards actually, you know, all this aero stuff really comes into play. But, um, it's, it, it's, it's not, I don't think it's a bad, it, it's a pretty decent looking, it's kind of a cool looking car. It's like s- somewhat simple, like in its design. Uh, but yeah, and the, we were looking at like like Art was talking about the the proportions being kind of crazy. The gas door is like, I swear, it, the the volume of the the hole, the gas door is like twice what a normal car is, whatever that is. You know, it's like it's the biggest gas door you've ever seen. So if you look at this car, like it just kind of looks like a tiny car, but it's because everything is so big. You know what I'm saying? So it has 21 inch wheels. It has this big gas door, huge grill. It makes the car look kind of small, but it's actually a pretty large vehicle. Right. Yeah. It is a weird, it's a weird size looking at those in person. It's just, yeah, it's hard to kind of classify. Yeah. Yeah, There's um, the other competitor that is sort of in the mix is the, um, is the X3M. Um, you know, you can get the X3M, which is going to give you similar performance, especially the competition. But then again, you're paying, you know, fifteen twenty thousand dollars more for that car um, it's way bigger too so, and it is bigger exactly so um 
that's yeah so it is kind of in its own space in this country um it reminded me a lot of the x1 that i had like in terms of proportions and interior space it's very similar to that uh and and, and it feels it drives more like a car for sure, but as you said, the seating position is very high. So it's it's a trippy, trippy car. I mean, I think that um, it's almost like um, I feel like it's a single guy or a guy that is, or or a married couple without kids that mm-hmm. wants a fun, sporty car that can do everything that they can take in the snow, that they can go to the track in, they they can blah blah carry all their gym gear, basketball shit in the back row, bikes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Cause you can go yeah, up basketball gear, whatever you need. Basketball <laughs> gear, right? Gym bags. Uh, <laughs> uh, they carry their hoops, hoops. with them, right? Their, yeah, their, their basketball hoops. Gear. I was picturing gym bags and balls. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, bikes would probably be the best kind of fit. And I'm thinking, you know, that lifestyle, right? It's like, it's a car that you can rip up in the mountains, have fun in, and then you can go out on the trail and it can yeah. do all of that in any weather. Right. So, um, and it's, it is smaller, like it's it's about five and a half. It's not huge. It's like it's like five. I mean, in terms of the difference, it's like five and a half five and a half inches shorter than a Macan, but it is wider than a Macan, which is interesting. So, um, but for the city, you know, like ripping around in town, like it has yeah. a ton of power and like you know easy to but, park. So it's kind of an urbanite yeah. vehicle, I feel. But like. getting back to ride, I, I don't think it's that good, and I don't think it's very good in the city because like I I had. I had it on full soft setting the whole time. I've, I've played with it going harder. Like the full soft setting, you're pogoing all over the road, dude. And even on the mountains, you know, I was, I was, uh, I met up with Art to get the car at Alice's and I followed a C6 Corvette with like a big spoiler on the back out. And I was like keeping up with him easily, basically. And like he was kind of, he wasn't going that, that quick. And, uh, but I did, and this car has a lot of confidence. It's like, feels fine uh but it did like through turns it was it was just it was kind of bouncing around a lot you know i wanted i wanted i wanted even like two steps i wanted two steps softer on like a fairly smooth country road yeah Uh, so like that it's it's a weird you know compared to like the the corvette we just had which had like a really magic ride um this thing Definitely is a, there's a lot of sacrifices there. Uh, I have a quick trivia for you guys at what gear do you think this car is shifting into at 30 miles an hour? When you're just like, you're driving around town in normal comfort mode. Let's say, you know, yeah. Fourth gear. Sixth. Fifth. Oh my God. It shifts into fifth gear at 30 miles an hour. It shifts into fourth at 25. Uh, so, so just to tell you, and like Art said, not seamless shifts. So, so when you're getting, busy. you're getting through an intersection, you know, just going normal traffic, it's shifting five times and you're feeling every one of those shifts. Ugh, that's not great. So think about, th- think about that as like a daily, you know, how you use a car, Warren, or like how I use a car right. around town. Uh, think that's, about, that's the opposite of my Mercedes <laughs> and <laughs> the, your Mercedes is perfect for, and like my wife's Lexus, which is like a three speed or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect speed. for around town, right? It, it just kind of yeah. holds gears and, and it's really smooth and yeah. That's funny. So do you think the, the, do you think the ride quality can be settled with some just better wheel and tire packages or is it that once you go big brakes, you're kind it of, it would help for sure. 
especially um, weight is a thing too, right? Like, you know, yeah. if you can get a lighter wheel, like, cause that's, that's the unsprung weight thing, you know, it's like, I mean, not only is it the suspension way too stiff, but it's like, now there's more shit that it needs to control. Right. So that's kind of what it feels like to me. It feels like it has a lot of weight in the corner. Like it, I feel like is, is laying to describe it. It's like this pogoing and like, it's, it's very weird. Um, especially because it's so soft, like, or it's at the softest setting. I mean, you know, you would expect that to be like, as Lane saying, you would have a couple notches lower than that, but it could be yeah, wheel weight and also the, the sidewall. So it's a 35, you know, 35, uh, uh, aspect ratio sidewall. It's like a, they're 255, 35 square. Um, but you know, I mean, we've driven cars with small sidewalls that, that ride well. It's just, you know, th this one doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like Civic, uh, uh, type R comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah, Type R is amazing. It's a 30 fucking series sidewall, which is yeah. insane. Um, but yeah, I think overall, yeah, um, you know, dynamically, chassis-wise, it's killer. I mean, it's like, it's super well-balanced. It has a tremendous amount of traction, like a ton of grip in all in all situations and coming out of turns. It reminded me a lot of like, of, of the TTRS, but like, um, with a, with a, with a sharper nose, you know, like the TTRS feel, feels like you need to weight transfer it a little more and trail break it to get it to hook up because it has all that weight. Like it feels heavier up front, whereas the, this car feels a lot lighter up front and like, but it, um, yeah, it's, it's a killer engine. I mean, uh, you know, one of the questions here is from, um, our buddy, um, Teal at, at Noia classics on Instagram. And he's asking if it's the same engine as the A45 that they get in Europe, which is a much cooler car. I think, I mean, it's, it's much sharper looking. It's got like a more of a car like front end. It's more like lower and kind of hunched down. It's a re really cool looking car. Um, it's more more of a hot hatch, right? Whereas this is trying to yeah. be more of a CUV. Um, and the engines, it's the handcrafted. So these are hand-built two-liter four-cylinder turbo. And it's a uh, 382 horsepower and 350 pounds of torque. Uh, and it pulls, I mean, once it, once, once it gets pulled up, I mean, it rips to redline and it, and it, it spreads up redlines at uh, seven, which is pretty decent, you know, for, uh, for a turbo engine. And to answer Teal's question, it is the same engine. Um, it, uh, highest horsepower four cylinder offered in the U S at least. Uh, and, and it's also the engines going to be offered in the new Lotus, uh, Evora replacement, which for some reason, I can't remember what the name of that car is. Uh, but yeah, the base model is going to have this engine. I would imagine I would, yeah, I would imagine they're going to use some form of this transmission as well. So, because they are auto only in the new Amira. Uh, so, that, I mean, imagine that in a sports car. It's going to, I mean, this this is going to really rip. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. What did you think about, I mean, we kind of went over chassis, what it does. What do you think about the interior art? I mean, we mentioned it wasn't quite as nice as a Macan, but. It's, it's really, I think it's its biggest letdown personally. The ride quality is one thing, but I think, you know, there's ways to remedy that, especially with wheel tire combo, it could help. But, um, and then also talking about what it is, it's supposed to be the sharp fucking darty thing, you know, maybe people don't mind that as much as we do, but, uh, but I think, um, the interior is its biggest penalty, really. It's like, dude, like you could tell its roots are in an economy Mercedes, you know, it's the, it's the glaw, whatever. And, scratchy hard plastics uh really cheesy fake carbon and uh, trim um i i don't know um if I, i'm pretty sure i've seen other stuff in there in place of those that, that fake carbon in those sections mm -hmm. like i remember seeing like brushed aluminum or something um but i need to go back and look um, and these aren't these aren't small these aren't small sections either it's like a section on the dash that's probably i don't know foot not you know uh 
foot and a half wide and uh, eight inches tall of fake carbon fiber, which is like the most obvious fake carbon fiber you've probably ever seen in your life. Um, like we're talking SEMA quality stuff that you would, you know, see on uh, in Cragen or something in, in AutoZone kind of thing, like st- like stuff you would buy there. And then it's also on the door panels as well. So, uh, it, it, the, the worst thing for me is like when Art pointed that out to me, like first thing, you know, when he was showing me the car and after that, I, I just found myself like in this like funk where I'm looking for other crappy things. Right. You get in this, like, it puts you in such a negative space to see that like poor of a choice it's like and then i'm thinking i'm like dude they need to hire we need to be hired by mercedes-benz as like consultants basically how did this pass like how did this pass through all these levels right you get into that where you're like a seventy thousand seventy one thousand dollar car with dude i i mean i just can't handle fake stuff anyways it's bad enough on like a civic type r but you know, $71,000 Mercedes. It's like, come on guys. It's so unnecessary, dude. Like it, yeah. I, I guess that's where they're, they're and that's the miss, right? It's like, they're thinking, okay, what's our target market for this car. It's like some yeah. young person who wants all the sporty shit, right? It's like some formula one fan who wants to be the formula one driver shifting fast, big, you know, turbo engine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it, but it's not, it's like, it just looks like ass, you know? And it's like, in especially if they go cross shop it, they go sit in a Macan. It's like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, it's a big difference. Right. Um, and so it, it didn't need to be that it could have even been fucking like matte black and it would have been fine, you know, or even brushed aluminum, which is on other parts of the interior. Like it's, um, but yeah, there's a lot of little stuff like that. I actually was kind of underwhelmed by the MB techs in this car too. Like it's pretty like the actual vinyl. Um, cause it's not leather. There's no, there's no like mistaking it for leather in any way, shape or form. Yeah, it's pretty it's, bad. Uh, it's like it's it reminds me of like my so my I have like my second cousin has a, a new Corolla S or whatever, you know, the sporty one and it's mm-hmm. the same quality of vinyl, you know, like on yeah, the doors yeah. and and with the with it's stitched but it looks like shit, you know. Uh but it's unfortunate for a car, you know, of this caliber and you know, especially people who are comparing it to other stuff in the space. Like I mean, can you imagine being in Europe and then going to sit in an RSQ3 or even in a, uh, yeah. a sporty or an SQ4? It's like completely different world, you know. Um, yeah. that's the biggest kind of qualm I have with it. I actually don't mind the info, t- the whole system. Like it's one big screen, like horizontal and like, yeah. you know, it, the, the biggest issue I have with it is that there is too much stuff. Like there's oh just God. so many options and so many menus that like it gets, it's a little daunting at first, but like once you know where stuff is, like it's fine, but it's a lot of information and a lot of different stuff going on. There's so much redundancy. It's like, dude, just give me some hard buttons and knobs. I hate to be that old fogey guy, but like, why, why is there a trackpad? <laughs> Cause like you're dealing with all these, you have this wheel, steering wheel trackpad, you have your gauge cluster, then you have your infotainment cluster. And then you have a trackpad down on the center console that you're supposed to, and I never even messed with that. And there's a couple hard buttons and there's like a loud exhaust button on the steering wheel. And then there's a, a manatino and then there's another th- manatino th- or a thing on the center console that you can change your settings like the same settings that you can change on the wheel it's this, this weird redundancy everywhere and it makes for like just like an intimidating place to be um and then also i was kind of 
amazing. It didn't have cooled seats, dude. I, I imagine it's because it has these sports seats, like the crazy. Ricardo's, oh, you mean in the but, back or what? You, or... No, in the front. Didn't have cool seats. Cooled seats. Oh, cooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that is a cool. That is, that is a cool. cool. You know, I'm like, cool what? Seat. I was like, you just <laughs> raved about the seats. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, and here's here's one thing about this that um, you know that, that they, it might explain some of this redundancy. So that steering wheel is part of that package that includes the big brakes and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. so that steering wheel um, has all that the Manatino and all that stuff on it, which you would all of that shit you would normally adjust on the cons on the center console. Um, yeah. But because we get you get this steering wheel, it has all of that on the steering wheel as yeah. well. So um, makes sense. It's just like a little bit of like oh well fuck it let's just throw this here like let's do it three times it's just it it seems a little uh scat it's it's uh the ergonomics aren't great right with that kind of stuff it's like yeah it adds more what, a layer like, of confusion to yeah because it, it already has so much stuff in the menus for sure because everything is customizable right like so <laughs> like in terms of the the, the car itself um mm -hmm. Let me see, I'm trying to think of anything else we missed here. I'm looking at the package. So yeah, DE6 yeah, Dynamic Plus package is the one. Oh yeah, let's check out the questions. So we answered Teal's question. Um, same engine. And oh, so this is a good one. Do high-end this is from Kurt K Photo? Do high-end luxury marks like this lose their specialness when they're powered by a four-cylinder, regardless of how good that four-cylinder is? Um I think for this car, no. I think it matches this car well, um, this particular car. But um, I've heard that Mercedes might be using engines like this with a hybrid system on the bigger cars. And that I'm not down with. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, I think the, the biggest part is not so much like if you can make the powertrain act like a V8 or like a big six cylinder, that's fine. But if you had this exact powertrain the way it is in like an S-Class or an E-Class, like that busyness is not what you want in that kind of vehicle and it definitely takes away from lux the luxuriness but this is when you're this does not feel like a luxury car it just feel you know it feels uh, i don't yeah it just doesn't feel very luxurious it's more in that like golf class of interior and you know that kind of it's it's definitely not a luxurious place to be mhm mm but how do you On guys feel? Level, even, really. So you so you're down even like um let's see not let not let's not go S class that's crazy but let let's say we because S class is going to go electric we all know that um, but let's say that E class four cylinder engine like this but they make it smoother and they add a hybrid you're fine with that you don't you don't think that it loses some well like I said I'm I'm only fine if if they I mean an E class with a six cylinder is fine it's not a special engine of E six you know but uh. As long as they can re make it refined and feel, but basically, so if they can make it feel like a, the way a six cylinder is, then that's fine. But uh, um, I don't know if they could because, like I'm saying, it's like it's way too, it shifts too much and does too much stuff. Where I want to be like, I want to be wafting and I want to have that just like strong. Like, I, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel shifts, dude. I don't want to feel five shifts through an intersection. In an well, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's a programming thing, I guess. And then also if you're doing a lot of torque fill with the E, with the battery, right? Like I imagine mm -hmm. they could fill, fill that to, to mask it. Um, but I'm thinking just like AMG for me is big, burly V8. Like, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we're talking E-class luxury, but like, 
I guess I'm thinking my mind is going to to the V8 um, in an AMG, which is so like it's like definitive of like the the big early, you know. Oh, I'd be I'd be bummed with I'd be bummed with this on an E55 or something or E E63 or whatever they you know whatever it is because it it just it it has the personality of a big four cylinder turbo or a four cylinder turbo, dude. It feels like a you know it has the personality of a GTI with way more power, but the same kind of like, it's just upping it, but it, it has the same kind of power delivery and all that stuff. So, yeah. I cool. definitely any, think it would hurt on the luxury end. Any other standout questions, Art? Or is that, you want to move on to our normal? You think about that? Like, I mean, just based on what you hear. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. My, my buddy, Chris Brown had a podcast called scene unseen and they would, one guy would see the movie and the other guy wouldn't, and they would both review it. <laughs> It was pretty funny. So I'll be the unseen guy. Um, I think it's a, it's going to be a very rare car. This, this car that you guys have right now, this will be a car in just a few years that will be, um, you'll see one. It'll be a, kind of a standout, you know, they're just not going to be a lot of them. Do you feel that way? Like it's a kind of a rare, um, kind of just a picture in time that this car won't really exist um, for very long and they won't make very many of them, won't sell very many of them. I have yeah, no so idea. Like, I mean, you're thinking this, I mean, do you feel the same way about like, I don't know. It's like. Kind of like a, like a, like a one M BMW or a, um, just one of those models like that, or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. Like an M coupe, like, they made them and we're obviously they're loved by enthusiasts, but when will we see them? You know, I think this will be kind of a, a rare car, um, for what it is. Um, and to your point, it's, I think it does make a, a good case for a daily, you know, kind of do it all car minus the ride quality, because otherwise it's, I'm guessing the seats fold down flat and you can put a bunch of stuff in a big hatchback. Um, it's not too big, easy to park. It, gets probably decent mileage when you're not romping on it all that stuff right i would guess yeah yeah no i, I didn't even look at the fuel economy there is a question about that but um but uh yeah i did i didn't check because i mean but, yeah, that's a good point yeah we, i mean you're always gonna you're always hauling ass in this thing that's the point you know you don't you're not i'm sure it's pretty shitty you know, fuel economy wise but I, my question specifically was about that though what the question about smaller powerful four-cylinder in big luxurious brand and i mean i thought that was more your wheelhouse yeah no I'm, I'm i'm more in line with what you guys are saying like like amg especially um this doesn't feel right and you want a, a broad torque curve that's kind of always there um and you don't want to really notice it so the last thing you want to do is have a, a whiny engine that's working really hard and having to shift a bunch to get the car to move um so that doesn't seem right for sure like yeah e any EAMG, um, I think would be underserved with a motor like that personally. Um, but obviously with hybrid torque fill stuff and they can figure all that, that out, I mean, it'll feel okay, but, um, I'm sure that they're, the end is near for like the big, um, displacement stuff. So enjoy it while you can. I know. Right. Um, I just, there's a couple more questions here that I think that we've touched on pretty much everything else, except these two, I think we can answer them pretty quickly. Um, need the boys decision on whether or not to slam it to normal hot hatch right height. I'm totally on board with that. If you can get it to ride correctly, because you know, geometry is a thing, but I'm a huge fan of like lowering 
like you know sq5s look sick lowered you know like um even even tiguans look dope when they're lowered you know like a little bit just like a couple inches um and and it could be something there right i mean maybe um you, you know there's some aftermarket kw setup or or olin setup that you could throw on this thing where you actually have the ride quality um and you can lower it a couple inches and, and it looks killer and it and it also you know makes it ride better uh, which could be great um i'm totally on board with that so it, uh before i answer that it gets 20 miles per gallon city 27 highway average of 23 so i mean it is Not super high you know hot engine and everything and it's a fairly big vehicle so it's not the worst but it's also it's not not yeah. great right i mean it's i would not expect like, it to be a few a few miles per gallon better than that so that's yeah uh as far as lowering it like i like i just don't know if it has that much room to go that low without being super compromised because i like i said i think it's only 4.9 uh inches of ground clearance the way it sits so it's actually not that low of a car it's like the same as a wrx um but the fact that the everything's just exaggerated so it has big bigger fender openings to give you that look that it's higher up and it has like high you know small window or high doors and then you know whatever so it just it it's more like visually gives you this appearance that it's kind of like oh what is that is it is it kind of a jacked up uh hot hatch when it 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 really actually you know what it was the exact same ground clearance as a mazda 3 uh so so that's what it is so when you think wow. about that you're like whoa mazda 3 is like not much a normal <laughs> small car with normal ground clearance yeah. so i i think lowering this thing would actually really compromise it as far as like being a city car i mean you know i, I think you'd actually start scraping on stuff and uh for sure and i think you'd have to really slam it to make it to make it kind of look good as far as you know like close to the way hot hatch looks or something let's say because they yep. do have these exaggerated wheel openings and and all this stuff so um yeah i don't know huh, that's I mean, you, just named, yeah. You, you did name two of the most like lowered cars right wrx <laughs> and uh, i mean yeah, yeah and those are and but and by the way i wouldn't want to lower any of them either of those more than like an inch so uh yep. you know as far as ground clearance and stuff so but in order to have this sit like one of those cars you'd have to lower it five inches you know so you need more rubber to make it appear fill more full in the wheel wells but it wouldn't even it wouldn't even change that right you'd have the same diameter of wheel and tire combo um yeah yeah uh, so you'd have the same gap there uh, and then also how, how small of a wheel can you fit with these, these big brakes that it has? Cause it does that's have the, the big question. brakes. That's, that's the question for sure. 19s probably. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's, yeah. I mean, there's the yeah design wheel design is kind of a big thing too, for, for fitting over big brakes. So I, I'm sure you could find something. It's just, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine that the stock standard wheels have a different diameter than these right because then that messes with the speedometer and shit unless they calibrate yeah. it when no you it'd be the, it would be the same yeah. yeah um oh yeah so i had one more question here and i think this is kind of like the ultimate one um is uh for nearly this from big fat flip for nearly twice the price of a focus rs is it twice as fun and as slash luxurious i mean we already would talk about that but um twice is a big it's a big deal there's so, so much, 
I think the hard the the big question there is that twice but thing, but in reality, you would go base model of this. So you would go fifty five grand, right? That would have everything the Focus RS has plus more. It still has more features than a Focus RS. Yep. And, and, that, it's also, and it is it is actually nicer than a Focus RS interior. Pretty oh, nice, yeah. I mean, way nicer. A Focus, yeah, fo- Focus is like another level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you take that, and then it's only fifteen thousand more because a Focus RS is like what a thirty-eight to or a forty thousand dollar car, right, or something like that. So you're only fifteen k more. Um, so if you look at that, and you're actually you're really comparing them, it. I mean, it probably offers $15,000 more in value. So he talks about it being more fun. It definitely has a lot more. uh, It has a bigger interior and stuff. You want that? Do you think that this car is more fun for our tight and narrow roads, though, than a Focus RS? I mean, it seems much bigger, wider, just a, a tougher car to have the same experience in then yeah i mean if you're going like a gti or a focus rs i mean that, that seems almost two different classes of yeah for things. sure I mean, they are they are different that's the thing it's like it, it depends which part you value more right if you yeah if you're just valuing it as like a rally car the focus rs is the better choice but right if you're looking at it to double as like like i was saying like your family car that you also take to, or you have a, you, you and your wife and you go to the snow in it and you do all this kind of stuff like that. This is definitely the better vehicle. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's funny too, because we're talking about cars that have terrible ride quality, right? Like they're like the focus RS is renowned for having like the worst ride quality, like back breaking, mm-hmm. right? It's like really, really awful. So like, it's one of the cars that people always swap out for aftermarket suspension to soften it up and, and they put more sidewall on them and all that. Um, it's not that much bigger. I mean, it's just like literally a couple inches bigger, um, in length uh, in particular, it is, it is, um, you know, a few inches wider. Um, but it is, it is definitely, it just, it's more manic. It's definitely very fast. And like, as you said, it's very, it's like, it's, um, everything comes through as we're describing, even through this stiffness and, and it's like, there's, there's a sharpness and coarseness about it that makes it feel like very aggressive. Right. Whereas, um, I have never driven a Focus RS. Um, I've driven a, Fo- a Focus ST, um, and it, it, it definitely um, is fun, but it, that was a front-wheel drive car, right? It's totally different. Um, I can't really compare. I can't say exactly, but I would think that it's um, it, it's a lot more car for not that much more money, and I think is what, La- what Lane is getting at, right? I agree with that assessment. Um, the one thing that the RS does have as an advantage is that it does come in a manual, which is dope. <laughs> Uh, versus this car and it's definitely the focus rs you know has the attributes of being more towards a sports car right so definitely it, it more just nimble, has a, yeah tighter tighter everything it's lighter weight yeah uh yep. you know has some has some stuff going for it for it there for sure yeah but but it's not as much of like a gro- this is about a way more grown-up car if you're looking for that right yeah that's a good point and maybe I mean, it's definitely something like, how about this or a Golf R, new Golf R or, or one of these? I mean, it's the same kind of comparison, but I think the Golf R is going to be a nicer interior. Uh, it's more conservative. It's probably not as fun. I mean, or I don't, yeah, I don't know. I know it's tough, right? The engine, um, well, the engine package probably isn't as fun. I think that's more tame, you know, Golf R is. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, sorry, I missed it, but hopefully I'll get on the, on the next one. Um, we do have some questions from 
Instagram for today. And we'll try to get to some of them. We're already 48 minutes in here. Um, but did you guys have anything else you want to add about that? The glaw or you want to say nah, nah, brah, nah, brah. <laughs> all right. Sick. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think we covered okay. all the bases. Sounds good. Um, so on the picture for our, uh, questions post, there's a Subaru Baja, which I saw at, uh, Dirtfish. Talked to the owner for a second too. Um, and the first question is from raced in anger. And he says, did Lane offer to buy this Baja yet? No, he did no. not. That's a, that's a good one though. That That's a good color too. That's a rad color. I don't know if I've yeah. seen one in that color. That's the blue on blue, right? That one. I didn't see the interior, but it's that. The, no, uh, I mean the blue. Oh, fin- the it, has the, it doesn't have like gray bottoms or anything. Yeah. No, right. It was all blue. It was very good. Yeah. Um, very cool car. He said that the values have gone crazy for those. And I was yeah. telling him, I was saying that the manual turbo is kind of the holy grail. He's like, dude, those are so hard to find. And even with high mileage, they're still going for like 15 to 20. Yeah. For like almost 200,000 miles. So yeah, it's crazy. Do you still look at those lane? I do. Uh, I was looking at them recently actually. Um, but yeah, like you said, they're kind of crazy money. Um, and I would want the, turbo for sure yeah what is that the the santa cruz is like supposed to be the new version of this right does that come in a manual no i don't think so dude no it does not it does not we should get one of those though to try out yeah i want to check it out they start so cheap they're like 23 grand or something what base price holy shit yeah they're like really inexpensive it's funny that we think that is so cheap like that's I know, how I far know. We've gone. I mean, we've definitely yeah. gone far, but uh, yeah, because they do have a very upscale uh, look to them. They they did a good job with that. Yeah, I haven't seen. Have you seen truck. one in person yet? Uh, in passing, but I have not gotten to look around one. Yeah, I haven't so, seen yeah. one. Um, SV expert says, "How does Lane not know where to buy catalytic converters, or that the Prius gets them stolen a lot? That's been bugging me since last week." Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. I don't like the ha ha ha's at the end, but, uh, <laughs> there's also a smiley, like a laughing s- face with tears. I don't know if that yeah, helps. That's, I mean, am I that retarded? Uh, <laughs> I would say that the real thing is I was asking Warren cause Warren ran a shop. So I'm basically asking him where the best place to buy one is. Um, I know you can get them from like Magnaflow and stuff like that, but, uh, I'm asking him where he's kind of like the, the guy between behind parts. And then, yeah, I've, I literally have one friend that has a Prius. I've no, I don't know anyone that has a Prius. So no, I don't know that <laughs> you, you ostracized them all and just, you just said, fuck you if you own a Prius. What's up? <laughs> That's why you don't, I said, you don't have any friends with Priuses cause you've been like, fuck you. We're not friends anymore. Yeah, That's exactly. it. Exactly. But in reality though, how many, I mean, I don't know. I think Navid has a Prius or somewhere. Matt Brown might have one or something. I don't know. Like, I don't really know anyone with Priuses. I don't know. But I know a lot of people with Toyota Tacomas and stuff that have had their cats stolen. So, yeah, I guess I'm not privy to the – I wasn't privy to that. I'm sorry that's um, – sorry that offended you, Mr. <laughs> SVX. He also, he also asks um, thoughts on the new WRX. Uh. Just came the out. Black, that yeah. black cladding needs to f- stop, dude. Yeah. With the origami shapes. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not really what? 
big on it. Uh, Did you guys read? Wise. I haven't looked at the specs or anything. Did the power go up or like? I haven't seen it either. I just re- literally saw. I think Johnny Lieberman posted some pictures of it uh, in orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's all I've really seen. So gotta wait, I, wait to know know more. I mean, I'm sure it's a way be- a better car. I mean, I, Subarus. I think from what I've seen, they've done a good job of like making their interiors nicer uh, over the past like you know five years or something. And I think that's a good good step forward probably. And then, but I haven't really. I've been meaning to like read specs and stuff, but I guess I'm not interested enough to do it, or I haven't been yet. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's it looks like it's the same. The standard WRX engine, which is a 2.4 liter, uh, makes 271 horsepower, 258 foot pounds of torque. I mean, that's um, a little. Uh, isn't that a little up, or was it 260 so before? It says that's three more horses, oh. no more torque than the model's outgoing two liter Boxer engine, but with bigger yeah. pistons and improved turbo system outfitted and electronically controlled wastegate and blah blah blah. So it's like I guess it's just oh. better powered. And it's the two, it's a 2.4 liter, you said. 2.4, yeah. Oh, so that thing probably, I mean, it probably feels a lot meatier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's huh. what they say. It has the cool. same amount of torque. It just probably delivers it differently. Yeah. Yeah, it produces a broader torque curve. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, so what do you guys hate about it? Your origa- oh, because of that, like. I was saying the, the origami fender flares and, and they're black. Yeah, they're not, they're not round. They're like, yeah, they're like, um. What, who was it that um, was it Gandini? Uh, yeah, it's like Gandini on the it's like on the Lamborghini Countach, but and it and it works. I think it works on the it it's fine on like a um, Outback and you know those kind of things. But I don't know. I just feel like they could go a little like cleaner design with this thing. Yeah, I hear you. They also um, are that- a little too. They're the last one was too, or the last couple, but they're a little too like cab forward looking. You know, it has that like kind of Corolla looking thing into it. The new styles, yeah. Um, Meta World Cool says last week a friend almost bought a red 993 Cabriolet with a broken odometer showing just low 40s and no service records for around $55,000. It ended up going to someone else. Did he miss out or dodge a bullet? Thoughts on red 993 Cabriolets in general? Uh, 993 Cabriolets are the ugliest Cabriolets ever in the Porsche world. And, uh, they're hard to make look good, but when they're lowered, they can look decent. They just, well, they, they know how to make them look be, good. Though. You put it, hmm. you give them a hard top. Yeah. Shout out to that hard top that you never see, but it is so th- perfectly thin and form-fitting i don't know how they pulled it off yeah you would not it's... know unless you walk up to it because it has that seam on the back but like otherwise it's so like snug yeah it looks like a like a coupe you know um, it was that radwood norco which one the this car or that w- the one we're talking about oh the blue one yeah yeah the, blue the one volks yeah he's got t37s on it right mm-hmm. yeah like a dark yeah um, yeah, look, it's a good look. I mean, so that's one way to kind of get around the, that because I agree. I think 993 cabs are hideous unless you put a hard top on them. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, in terms of dodging a bullet, broken odometer, I mean, low 40s, that's very rare. I've never heard of an odometer broken on this car. So um, no service records. 
Is that what a, a is that what a, like a sketchy Cabriolet is worth now? Is fifty five k? I know. I don't know at? what the pricing is. It seems like a cab. <laughs> like, it seems like that's one? like sixty. Like that's like what the price of cabs would be, or even right, higher. Right. Right. I don't yeah, think he, they're not super valuable. I don't think he, uh, you know, should be too bummed about that unless he was like super set on red, and I was like really hard to find. But yeah. I think you could find another car like that. Yeah, they're not that common, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but it is. I mean that you're looking at a valve job right at a hundred thousand. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big job and there's like not that much other stuff that goes bad with them, but that there's just major maintenance. Right. So like mileage is important yeah. to know when those intervals are, and you know, when you're going to hit those records. records. Exactly. Because now you're stuck with a car with no records. So when you go to resale, then you have no, there's no value there either. So it's like, yeah. unless you go through the entire thing, you know, yeah. it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. I think it's a car that you, what's that? I think Bullet Dodge on this one. Yeah, I think Bullet yeah. Dodge, it's a car that, as you said, if it's like a color combination or spec that you really, really want and you just want to own it and enjoy it and don't care about value and anything else, fuck it, right? But like, if you're looking at enjoying it for a little bit and flipping it, it's probably not the right car. And if it was like, crazy $25,000 or something, you know, crazy yeah, cheap, yeah. then yeah. But that's not, a, that's not a great, great steal or anything. Um, Andrew Gladkowski says, what is everyone's favorite type of burger? Pub burgers, smash burgers, fancy restaurant burgers, etc. Bonus points if you can also recommend your favorite burger spot. Mm. Love the podcast. Oh, thanks. thanks, Andrew. I looked him up and I couldn't find out where he was from, so it's hard to hard for the recommendations. <laughs> I can recommend a spot in Tokyo. <laughs> that's my favorite burger. Uh, what is that's it? All I got, uh, it's, it's a place called the Great Burger. Oh, uh, it's, in, it's it's between Harajuku and Shin, and Shibuya. You can look it up. Just type Great Burger around that area. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. They have a really good Instagram account too. What's that? I was, I'm, a, I'm a Shibuya guy. I don't know. It's Shibuya. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Shibuya. Shibuya. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, so that place is incredible. Um, it's all about like there's a, a bunch of different little elements, right? It's the thickness of the bacon, the quality of the meat. It's real. They use Kobe beef in their burger. It's very, and it's a nice thick, you know, hand formed patty, like one of those. And they also make their own buns in house and they slather them with like, That's nice. before they, before they bake them, it's, it's an egg bun too. Like an, um, and before they put it in the oven, it almost forms like a pretzel bun because they slather it with like a soy saucy. It's, a, it's their own recipe. I don't know if it's like a soy sauce, teriyaki sauce, and then they bake it and that kind of creates a crust on the bread. Good, it's fucking unbelievable. And Sounds I always good. order it California style. So I do bacon and avocado. Um, yeah. The great burger, check them out. The, the pictures what's the, will. What's the price? Um, American not dollars. Crazy. I mean, it's like, it's like Bay area money, you know, it's like 10 bucks or something. Like it's not crazy. That's um, not Bay area pricing. I went with last time you went and got a burger, dude. I don't know. I mean, like, well, a cheeseburger is going to be like 10 bucks, but I mean, you can easily get deep into $20 if you go, yeah, you yeah. know, if you start adding a lot of stuff and then you have fries and all that. But um, I don't remember, like I, it's, it's stupid of me to say, not try to, you know, rich guy over here trying to buy an expensive burger. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I didn't care at the time because that was my favorite burger. So I just, I just went and ate whatever you're, I wanted. You're a fancy burger guy is the question. Uh, fancy burger guy for sure. Like if I can, like Spruce in the city is killer. Um, but um, I'm I'm also a big fan. Like um, the, if you want to go with chains, we went. Uh, we went to um, uh, what's that place fucking called? Now I'm spacing special on it. Burger. Not a mommy. What is it? Special burger or what? some name like that? Damn, I'm like totally spacing on it. I, I used to go there all the time when I lived there. Um, what, what? What are you guys talking about? 
as this place in the city, it's a chain, but um, they do kind of a. It's, it's a small chain, um, and they uh, super duper. Super duper, super, super duper is, is like more smaller kind of basic like burger like thin patty and everything but they're they're very like greasy and i really in in a good way <laughs> and and that makes them pretty good but that's my go-to in the city super duper big shout out to uh chef malone real quick with his pop burger pop-up in la if you follow chef malone proudly serving burgers uh chef malone on instagram you have to kind of follow him to find out what they're doing but i want to try those Big yeah, time. follow proudly serving on Instagram. Uh, he does smash, and he does smash burgers in Los Angeles, and they kind of change. They they do pop ups everywhere, so little, kind of like like. And uh, I've actually never had a smash burger, dude. Oh really? Yeah, they're whatever. They look good though. Like they I look mean, good. They're not I like mean, anything all, crazy. Yeah, it's it's just onion and and cheese, right? Like American yeah. cheese usually. Uh, I. I dig them. I dig them all kind of like sometimes you have that craving for that just good burger with American cheese, kind of like that kind of thing. And then, but I think backyard style. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although backyard style for us was always like hand formed patties and, and chat real cheddar and stuff like that. So, um, growing up, it was more like go to shoppers, get some meat, make some patties, you know? Uh, but yeah, but I, I like, um, I think a good, like, pub burger fancy fanciest burger with like a a really good bun um the bun is pretty key and uh yeah i think that's my style but i i would i think a smash burger looks awesome it looks like a a nice mix of the two um Mm -hmm. and it's super greasy and it looks delicious right Yep. I just had this argument with someone uh, last week because we went specifically to Beer Mule in Watsonville, which has food now, and they do burgers one night a week. I think it's Thursdays. And my friend was saying best burger in town. So we went and tried it. Uh, Very good. It was on the fancy side. Um, It had like a cheesy kind of sauce and bacon and white cheddar and a pretzel bun and all that stuff. And then the then two days later, I went to Happy Hound in Los Gatos, which is my favorite spot. And it's it's a walk-up kind of drive-in style um, burger. And um, that's my favorite. I just like a really classic, big, simple burger um, with good meat and all that stuff. But nothing, I think it's like sometimes they get too fancy with the toppings and, and whatnot. And it kind of loses that appeal for me but um it it depends on where you're going and stuff but as far as chains go if you're going to just a burger chain that all of our listeners could go to in the u.s where what's your kind of top dog and maybe not all or listen but like in and out you know is regional but um yeah um well it's kind of weird it's in it's in a it's a completely different thing right it's kind of like um like chicken mcnuggets i really really like but they're trash, right? Like, but it's like I know, I hear you, I hear you. Like a, a good and so, so my my yeah, it's not like gourmet, yummy, delicious chicken strips, right? But it's like it, they're good in a different way, oh, and they have the it's sauce. Like different type of food, different type of food, and I feel that way about the double western bacon cheeseburger. The double western bacon cheeseburger for Carl's Jr. is my go-to. It's a good uh, burger, dude. Food. It's so fucking good. Like it's just, it's so charry, like smoky, Mm -hmm. and that that they have their their barbecue sauce is so good too. It's totally unique. Um, and it's got bacon in it. Of course, can't go wrong. I mean, onion rings, like that's my go-to burger. Yeah, has the crisp and the onion rings, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so I guess I'm down with the 
I was just gonna say I'm down with uh, I would that would make it um, Carl's Jr. for me. Okay. okay, I'm going Habit Burger. It's a it's a California chain. I think I don't know if they're anywhere else, but if you're in California, which a lot of our listeners are, um, try to find a Habit. Um, and they have a, they have a good fast food burger. Their whole menu is good. They have like, um, tempura green beans and some other like weird little sides that are all really legit. So, yeah. And that's they, the Santa they just Barbara. Don't, they don't listen to you when you say to, uh, overcook the fries, even though they have it as an option, you always get up. They're always undercooked. <laughs> I've it's, never experienced uh, it's, that. It's yeah. frustrating. Okay. Good. Good to know. Uh, Lane, your favorite chain. <laughs> I mean, if it's just straight up chain, I gotta go with. I think I got to go with uh, with, with uh, uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the new taco <laughs> burger. <laughs> I, I think I got to go with In-N-Out for just like straight up chain. But it's one of those things like you have to f- – it's a. It's kind of like the difference between Taco Bell and a taqueria or a Chipotle. It's just like all depend. like Art was saying. It just depends on what you're feeling, right? And like I think, I think more times than not, like – if I'm going chain, like an in and out will suffice. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like a clean, it just, you yeah, kind of know what you're you. getting. It's, it's fa- fairly clean and, and, uh, it, it does the job and you don't feel like when, when I go to McDonald's or something like that, I just feel like, what, why did I even eat dude? Cause I wasn't I like satisfied. I was just like, I was like, I, f- I feel full and I feel like crap and yeah. like I, I spent money, but I didn't enjoy what I just did, did right? A good, like, two cheeseburger meal with fries and an orange soda hits the spot. Like, no, I don't. It doesn't do it for me. The chicken McNuggets will, but. If we're going to go, if we go hyper regional, if this guy happens to be in the Bay Area, Gott's Roadside is also oh, my yeah. other. That, that, Gott's that's is killer. Amazing. That's, yeah. that's like, that's my favorite, like, like, like simple salmon burger. burger. Right? Salmon burger is like, really good. Salmon yeah. burger is really good there too. Everything is killer there. I mean, yeah. they, okay, I mean, they, they have a, uh, they have Sir Kensington ketchup for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I think um, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, In and Out is very, very good. Um, I was about to ask. I wanted to go a little head to head for you guys though, Warren. Where are you at on um, on uh, Habit versus In and Out? I mean, if like I straight price, up cheeseburger. it is one of those things too, where you're like, you have a hankering for in and out. Right. Um, but yeah, cheeseburger, yeah. I think habit is higher quality. Hmm. Okay. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about I feel, that, dude. I like, yeah, I, feel like I, 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 up. I'm going to go in and out on this one. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's, it feels fresher, more, more healthy, uh, and yeah, more, more healthy. Uh, yeah, if it just I this is like so he's talking about a clean burger. Like when he said that, I yeah. it, I wanted to talk about it because it does feel like every all the ingredients are really fresh and like you know it just hits the spot in a different in a unique way. And I and yeah, I know I mean I, I, know, love them. I love them both. I'll eat both of them. Yeah, Equally where do you guys stand yeah, on? Um, I don't know if we're harping on this too much. Five guys. Where do you guys stand on Five Guys? Yeah, I'm not big on Five Guys. Not big on Five Guys. I think it's I like. And, yeah, they they are they the bread can get pretty wet. Uh, yeah. which is not a great thing. I like their fries. The Cajun fries are kind of good on a, you know, when on a Cajun, yeah. uh, and you do get nice. free peanuts, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of, I, but I don't know if I pick uh habit and five guys are kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, call in if you have an opinion. Um, 
John Allison says, not a question, but just wanted to say I bought the 42 draft designs adapters, the wheel adapters from New German Performance. The manufacturer sent me the wrong ones initially, but Joe at NGP was great about it and he got it all sorted. Shouts out to them. Nice. That's New German Performance. And those are the same adapters that Art runs on his E30. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Mann says, why don't you post more Baja turbos asking for a friend? <laughs> Dude, find them. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I mean, just so Patrick man knows if we see a Baja, we're taking a picture of it. Like there's, right, we're yeah. making it happen. Right. And so if, 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 if you see it on the feed, it's because we saw one. Um, just so you know, we, we're capturing and sharing all the ones we see. <laughs> Dude. I'm so bummed because Patrick man was at uh rad with Chicago and I had no idea that was him. He was very quiet. He actually uh, DM'd me about this. He said he was a little shy. So Patrick, I know. Um, I was so Pollard. bummed, dude, because I found out that I'm like, oh, who? Wait, which one was Patrick, man? And I was like within earshot of him several times, and I never <laughs> struck up a conversation or anything. I want to. I I needed I to learn more about Baja turbos and stuff. You know? I think so. um, would have you would have scared them though, Lane, because Warren said that uh, Patrick Mann said he's scared of celebrities. He's uh, very uh, uh, shy around celebrities. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's it. pretty intimidating. Seventy five Rusty says, "Will Radwood P and W be rain or shine?" Yes. Rain. Warren. It's rain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it will be. And uh, if you are in the Pacific Northwest, you know how to survive rain and your car will not melt. We guarantee it. 100% guarantee your car won't melt. So it'll be all good. Um, ben Rogat says, what car released in the last year is your favorite special little bulldog other than a 1M? Mm. It wasn't in produced the last, in the last one I was year. Gonna, I was going to say. I don't know where you're I, he's just trying to like. He thought and, we wouldn't know the reference or something of of special little bulldog, maybe. <laughs> oh, we know the know. reference. Yeah, we know, bro. Ah, what uh, car in the last year is your favorite special little bulldog? I'm gonna I, say Veloster N. Does that count? Is that last year? I don't know. It was released like five years ago, <laughs> but yeah, can I count? Uh, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going it's for a current it. Veloster, vehicle. Veloster N. I think they're cool, and I don't see them often, and it's an interesting choice. I mean, special little bulldog is just the, the, the successor, dude. I love the M2 pump. I think it's I mean, such I a badass too. car. It's so good. Like if, if I was in a position to do so, I would own one right now. I really, really like it. And I think talking about cars that are disappearing, that's, those are, you know, you know, that's Manual, the perfect example. Drive, non, yes. No BS. Well, it is turbo, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Yeah. They, were, they were always turbo. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's manual rear wheel drive, sports sedan. That's and a ton of fun. Looking. That's all about fun. Styling is about as good as you can ask for. for and it's, yeah, way, it, yeah, much better than the, than the special little bulldog, right? Although I do like yeah. one M's. Um, it's don't. definitely a much better looking car and it's got badass flares. It's got, it's a great car. Um, that would be it for me. Although I, it's not a special little bulldog <laughs> because it's a big little bull, a big bulldog, not a little, but I love the new CT five black wing thing. Like that, uh, that's also in the same wheelhouse, right? Totally. Like end of the, end of manual era, rear wheel drive, special. So. powerful. Um, not not, not much of a bulldog, but I, I'm excited about the new, uh, the new BRZ and, uh, and FRS. I, th I think those are, that's a pretty exciting thing that they actually like, that they made that car, you know, cause there was all these rumors of them not continuing, you know, with making those cars and that they continued on and actually like improved it in all the ways that, you know, 
needed to be improved basically. Uh, and didn't kind of didn't go for that turbo route, which is like pretty cool. Cause I think it's pretty, seems like it's pretty quick now. And, uh, I don't know. That seems like end of an era to, you know, of, with having an NA sports car with, with a manual transmission and, uh, you know, front, front wheel, front engine, rear wheel drive. It's like everything we like lightweight. But I think that, I think that Toyobaru know the value of that and like it's just that the fact that this car came out makes me think that they might continue it right it's like they're 911 right and they're keeping that enthusiast base happy whereas like bmw seems super lost to me like you know they're just you know it's a whole different world now um yeah and maybe that's the different there's a, there's a differentiation there and it's also the price point which helps right it is more attainable so i think they can sell more and um, I think they, they have a lot going for them there, but I agree. I, I really thought for a second there that they weren't going to make another one. I, I was like, mm-hmm. shit, this might be the end. Cause they did, they didn't sell very well for the last few years. Right. Like they, uh, they never really sold that well, you know? So yeah, I can't remember the numbers, um, but, and they came out. Uh, and, oh, I remember. Yeah. That was a discussion that La- I think Lane and I talked about it because Camisa was like, Oh, this sold better than nine elevens or something. And, and yeah. we're like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. That's yeah. like a compare that comparison doesn't really work. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it better sell better than a 911. Yeah, really. <laughs> Dude, if you're going to make any money. Um, Automotive Omnivore says Warren mentioned the idea of replacing his whole fleet last week. What would you select if you each replaced every vehicle you currently own? A uh, different example of the same car is a perfectly acceptable answer. So I guess you know, 944 turbo for 944 or something. Um, yeah. So do you guys ever, uh, do you ever think about that ever? Art has one car and he sure thinks about it all the time. Cause he, Every that's day. All, he always replaces cars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's it's probably... more, it's a bigger thing for like you and I who have our cars that we've had forever, I think. But yeah, I think about it all the time. Actually on the last, we did the last rally. I didn't have AC and my car was super slow pulling some hills and stuff. And I was like, man, you know, that's where I'm like, uh, new, new BRZ or FRS would be amazing kind of, you know, but then you lose a lot of like the charm and, and you definitely like, I don't know, taking pictures of that car. It turns into like not wanting to take pictures of a car, your car. Uh, so, you know. Well, I, mean, I think you would, right? I mean, like it's all because it's all about yeah. There's so you're just like, composition, and then and then and then making it your own. You would make it your own, right? You would yeah. do your own wheels, you'd do your own stance, your own sure. little spoiler, right? You would do a fake but, carbon fiber trim yeah, kit, exactly. exactly. But, but then, then you're, you're kind of like, like uh, uh, modifying modern cars is tough for me because I think you you just turn into that that guy, and I felt I felt that way with my nine nine six too. Like I didn't feel the need to modify. I didn't really want to modify it a lot because you feel like that. You're just like everyone else on the forums, kind of. Um, OEM plus, right? Yeah. Um, it gets tough. Yeah. What about you, Art? Um, you know, the, the funny thing is that the uh, a week ago or so, I just realized this right now, um, Warren and I were on Slack, we're working, and we're going back and forth, and somehow, oh, I, what the fuck, why did you say that you wanted an S2000? And I, I just realized oh. I didn't acknowledge that comment because we went on to something else. Um, and you're like, I want an S2000. Yeah, something came up. and uh... Oh, I know what. We were looking at the SoCal uh, venue, and there was an S2000 oh, in the parking lot. Right. Yeah, and like that's a car that I keep thinking about. But I was like thinking like, um, 
you definitely need another car regardless, at least for me, right? Like a dad mobile. Cause you know, the Cayenne's the wife's like, even though I drive it a lot, but like, I would have to tack on something else. And like, I was thinking, okay, well then what does that look yeah. like? Right. And so, yeah, um, yeah. like I, I, this is going to sound stupid, but I kind of want another E34 M5 as my dad mobile again. I just like, I really liked that as a dad mobile. It was so perfect. Like it was like a really, really nice car to be in. It was very comfortable. It sounded awesome. It had great AC. It had enough space for the kids in the back, like, you know, all that stuff. And it, and it was enjoyable to drive in all conditions. Right. You know, like, so, um, and they're still relatively affordable. They haven't blown up like E28. So like, I was thinking about that, especially because there's one near me. It's totally dusty. This is a, the, the bad one, right? This is the cheap Porsche. This is like what you're not supposed to do. But I always see this car and it's like, fuck, dude. Like, you know, someday I'm going to have to put a note on this thing and see if I can make it happen. Because okay. um, it's a black on black car, which I prefer. Mine was black over gray. I don't necessarily want a black car, but I would prefer that color combination. But if you can get it for a deal, I don't know. Um, also, the, the BMW also retains that like has a super rareness factor going on you would want to take pictures of it everywhere you go um yeah and it, yep. it and it has the radwood era it's still radwood era so and it it's like, stealthy it like, like it doesn't stand out too much but people who know know what it is yeah. and yeah a lot it gets a lot of respect every definitely you know, people people like those things so yeah s2000 gets a little more into the modern kind of car thing for me yeah. yeah yeah i would want to do both i would like that with an s2000 i think would be a sick pairing like i would probably do something like that my problem is the values of the s2000s are so they're just tough um i don't think you would be comfortable in one either you you said you're uncomfortable in miatas like s2000s are even tighter i've driven yeah i've only driven two and uh it was so long ago i almost don't remember um but I think it nails it like styling interior styling is really cool. Um, obviously the motor's very good. Um, just something about the, that car is really special. Um, compared to a Miata especially, but you know, an MX like the last NC, um, MX five club is like 15,000 for a good one. And, that's like kind of the top of my my other choice and then but to get a comparable s2000 that's 30 you know yeah it's like 25 30 and i just yeah. can't see the value there that doesn't it uh, doesn't make sense to me um as much as the i like be probably S2000. a better car in most circumstances too especially since you're not a guy that like likes to rev your cars out and like drive a red line all the time which is right. how you have to drive an s2000 is always uh, so, hammering it and you know i think working on it and stuff miata has a lot of support um s2000 good but not great for that um so yeah i think that would be the the argument is you get a an nc club uh with low miles for ten thousand dollars less yeah. than you would a comparable s2000 i'm a sucker for i'm a sucker for a little special edition stuff I think, you know, a lot of people get annoyed with it with like Porsches and stuff. They're like, they're like, oh, it's so annoying. But I don't really understand why people are annoyed with it. I think it's rad. Like, I love the club. I love the little shamrock on the, the little shamrock badge. Like, I don't know. I like little, I like little stuff like that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, I'm all, I'm totally on board with that too. Um, and, and- and that's those really cool, like twenty years down the road, right? Like, totally. like the the NC, it's becoming even cooler. Where when it was new, it was like whatever, you know. But now, y- you really see the value in like having this special edition car. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I haven't agree. looked. Oh, Wham, have you looked at um at like early ND pricing? I haven't looked at all. I have no idea. Uh, they're kind of, they're actually comparable to like a nice club is maybe even more expensive than the first ND. So there's that argument as well. But, um, I, I really like the club look. It's just got a very simple, uh, has that really good fascia. Uh, they redid the fascia. Yeah. It it made it look less like cartoony. Uh, it was like sharper kind of. And uh, I think that gets back into like, that's a, you would maybe be drawn to taking pictures of that more than like a first gen NC. And it's also a little more special and, you know, it has all those kind of things going for it. Or first Um, gen ND, you mean, or first uh, year ND is what you're saying? I was saying a club has more going for it than a first gen ND. Yeah. Just because it's like, it's a rarer thing, right? It's a special edition thing. So very special bulldog. Um, and also Lane and I were talking about this too, and you, you lose some of the cool factor and it's not Radwood and it's, you know, it's a pretty mass produced car and everything. Um, but we, as organizers of these rallies and events and stuff, it's kind of important to have a car that'll make it and, uh, do it comfortably and can put on the miles without really thinking about it too much. Um, and I think we are like over indexing on our cars in that respect. Like, you know, we're fortunate to be making it through these rallies with our cars in one piece, but, um, it's not the worst decision to kind of, um, you know, err on the side of reliability and comfort yeah. and stuff. So that's all I'll say so, about that. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um, I think, uh, I mean, with the Mighty Max is one thing, but I think you should definitely <laughs> talk about a Vanagon replacement. What the hell would you replace that thing with? I wouldn't, I don't think I could. I mean, besides the fact Sarah loves it and we, it has a good purpose for like California coast and stuff, but I would really like to replace uh, my daily driver with something that we can get in like throw our, you know, gear in and go up to the Sierras without thinking about it much. So that might be a replacement for one of our dailies, um, the Mercedes wagon or the RX three thirty. So, yeah, it's a bigger question and it's to take up a lot of time because every car that I have is kind of up for debate. Um, other than the Vanagon, I don't think we're going to sell that, but, um, yeah. So that's, you know, four cars that could be changing. So we'll see. Um, see I think I, I want to get into, I have some project updates. I can go through them pretty quickly. That's okay. okay with you guys. Um, so my 97 BMW 328 I, I got the ignition, I guess the, I don't even know what you call it, ignition housing and the tumbler replaced by our friend Nick, uh, formerly a Beeline Coffee. I forget what his new company is called, but it should be called Beeline. Something. Wait, he changed the name? He, he did go with something else? His, his like, like car, he sent me the invoice the other day. It's like technique something. It's one of those like two German words, words. for Come on, Beeline. Like, like, like technique, technician or something or something. It should be. Beeline Auto or something. something. Uh, uh, Beeline Techniques. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, hit up. Um, I I got that. So he fixed that. Uh, so the BMW is all good. Art has it right now because I have the um, the uh, Mercedes Gala 45. We did a little switcheroo. So BMW is back in the fleet. And then my wife hasn't had a car since she totaled her 99 RX 300 all-wheel drive. Um, and we've been looking for a car, like it's been so hard to find a car. We looked at several RX 330s, like Warren has a couple RX 350s, which are newer ones. 
Um, they were all really tattered and like trim falling off and all the dashboards are cracked. Like they, the dashboards on those don't just crack like, like BMW E30s or Porsche 944s. They like, they basically like explode, dude. Like the, the vinyl, like, you know, vinyl covering just like turns into a spider web. It's crazy. So, but we've been looking for RX 330s, RX 350s, RX 300s. And then we were looking, uh, for, at Toyota, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, the same thing as an RX, uh, Fenza Highlander? Toyota Highlanders. So we were going to Highlanders as well. Um, and nothing was coming up. And then we were trying to, I was broadening the search to other cars and stuff, but, um, I was even looking at like, uh, W210 E classes, 211 E classes, stuff like that. Um, and a really good, what seemed to be a good Highlander limited came up. So, and it was so limited as leather and all that. So it kind of brings it up to like an RX and uh, this, I think this one was a seven passenger car, which would be a kind of a bonus nice. as well, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so Heidi had made an appointment to go look at, you know, we, I saw it, sent it to her. She's like, yeah, I like it. It was blue over beige leather or whatever, but it looked like it was in really nice condition. Um, made an appointment to look at it the next day. And then I went to look at it like right after she had talked to the person, to the person. And I noticed it was I couldn't find it. Like the link was dead. And I'm like, that's weird. And she's like, well, maybe because I had talked to her, like she just like, I said, I was really interested and she was just kind of, you know, going to wait. So I'm like, all right. So we go to look at that the next day. We go over the hill. It's a, the address is just for an apartment building. Dude, There's this no, is car the same in, people that no car in sight, no way to, and we can't get all the person. They didn't respond to her text that she's going to be five minutes late. Uh, no one anywhere. And I, so I think it was just a straight up scam. Like they were trying, I don't know what the scam is like a fishing thing where they're waiting for someone to go, I'll give you $500 deposit right now. Hold it for me. Kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird, dude. That sounds like the exact same setup as Jared when he looked at that Tundra. Oh, and it's okay. this like ring of Persian dudes. He said that I'm not, I don't even know what, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. throw nationality out, but they're, th- the you way did. you can tell that they're not local is the way they write their numbers. They use uh, decibel points instead of commas. Oh, interesting. So if you see an ad like that, um, and I don't know what countries do, do that, but um, yeah. it was clearly like not someone familiar with like the English language, the way the ads are written. Pakistani (laughs) and uh, and so I don't know what the scam is either because they have they had the car but um, it was like an apartment building they weren't there they then said oh my cousin's going to show you the car they pull up in it Um, it's not as nice as the photos there's some weird scam going on and um, Mm. it was hard to say what was what was happening so yeah yeah weird Yeah. yeah this person they didn't even respond or anything so we're over the hill we drove like Heidi got off work you know, we're like rushing to get over to Santa Clara or whatever. And we drive over the hill together. Kids are home alone. You know, we're like kids, you know, we'll be back soon. We're going to, we, we need to get mom a car, like whatever. And of course, yeah, it's just total shit show. Um, and back to my, like looking for all these cars, you know, we had looked at six or seven Lexuses, uh, over the last like three weeks or a month or something. And, uh, it's, it's, it, 
blows my mind. It, it, it reminds me of why we just kind of leased brand new cars before, because no, none of these people described the cars in any, you know, they're like, yeah, good, great condition, almost, you know, perfect, like perfect interior. You go, the dashes are like blown up, dude. Like there's missing trim. There's like, it, it's just like, there's no description of any problems. Like if I, if I sold that car, uh, you know, say this RX as we were looking at it, say dash has several cracks, detailed photo, you know, here's this, it has this flaw door dings, you know, has debt. Like there's none of that. It's like, it's like no, no major damage. Da da da. And then you go and the bumpers are like caved, you know, every corner is tattered and like, but see, then that's where you get into their idea of major damage is every panel is smashed and uh, has rust and whatever. And they're thinking this is pretty good for a 20 year old car. Like, I know, but a couple of these were these like used car guys too, dealers and stuff like that and private parties. And it's like, none of these people, it, it's just really, it's a really frustrating thing, you know, because yeah. then you call and talk to them and they're like, yeah, it's good. Like it's, it's nice condition. Right. Really nice. And and you get there and you're like, what the fuck is your idea of, <laughs> of nice, you know? And I know, you I know, know. Uh, like a, an RX with tan interior has like black mats out of an RX and you're like, ah, that's weird. And like, you know, the carpets look moldy <laughs> or something, you know, like they had water damage and stuff. You're Fucking like, oh, the man. wrong floor mats. How could you people? This oh, is, you know, it's just bullshit. like obviously taken out of a junkyard car or something like that. It's just yeah. kind of like stuff like that kind of screams, I don't, it just it's hard to find good cars, right man. Hard to find good cars. Well, but anyways, to- we had had this line on the. So she had, my wife had emailed a person with an RX three hundred a couple days before, and it just so happened that he responded right as we were driving over the hill. So we're like, oh well, if this one doesn't pan out, maybe we can go look at that. And it was like the whole thing. He's like, I can show it before six o'clock. It's five fifty two. Five fifty two. We are eight minutes away <laughs> and she is able to call him and he says, yeah, you can come look at it right now. So we nice. went over, looked at it. It's the exact same car as her old one. It's a night. So it was meant to be 99 RX 300 gold over tan. Like, I mean, no gold package, which sucks. Um, <laughs> and, and it has uh, painted, painted wheels rather than Chrome, which sucks because uh-huh. you know, Lexus is need gold and Chrome. But, uh, and it has like 30, 30 or 40,000 less miles and, uh, it's, uh, it's good shape and it was, it It was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. It was, uh, five grand. So, and she had received 6,500 for her old car. So it's kind of a win, win, perfect win on some levels right there. Um, and it's all wheel drive. You know what? I haven't even checked yet. Uh, (laughs) her last one was, I'm not sure if this. It doesn't uh, matter. Oh, huh. yeah. I didn't. Know, I didn't even know they were offered. What was? I imagine it's front wheel drive that they offer. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's like uh, go. It was pretty like six. I know. I don't know about all the years, but I think the first year was like sixty forty split of um with all wheel drive winning out. So most you know sixty percent of the cars are all wheel drive. And I think um, it's the opposite but, with the next generation. The three oh, really? threes are, are rarer to find all wheel drive. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it was because like a, it was like a wealthier buyer when they first started or something. Or I don't know. Or they were just trying to like up, maybe like just upmarket the cars and make they were them just more. trying to pip, they were trying to sell those yeah. probably more to yeah. make them make them nicer. Um, yeah. So yeah. So now we our fleet is all Radwood. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, I love it. although a 99 Lexus isn't really Radwood, but it yeah, would no, it qualify, fits. right? So if it fits, it ships. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Art, do you have something that you want to talk about or can I get into uh, where I'm at? What do you got? No, I'm just fanning myself with this that I found in my door pocket. Beats my heart frequent to muncher. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Is it warm there? Dude. Oh, dude. I didn't realize. I went to Pizza My Heart the other week. I didn't realize the, the T-shirts. Like, if you, you can get a a shirt and a slice for, like, $7 or something. And a yeah. slice is 5 so a shirt's only, like, 2 bucks. Like, and that, I mean, it's why so it, good, Why are we dude? just doing that for our clothes, right? You're like, I yeah. need to go shopping. Yeah, exactly. I need to go, need to go eat and pizza. They have, several, they have several shirts. It's yeah, not just, just the white one. Ones. Yeah, uh, mine's mine's that green one. Remember, I, I have it's nice. my oldest shirt. Ah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's actually not that warm over here, but it's it's seventy five degrees today. But I'm just like in the garage with the windows up, which is <laughs> I'm just like baking in here. Seventy five is pretty hot, hot, dude. dude. It is not I mean, because you get, right yeah, coastal. Oh yeah, you're way up. I forgot you're in Washington. Yeah. I am in, I am on an island between Washington and Canada, and uh, it's been warm here. They've, they've told me it's been warm. You know, it's always like, oh, you should have been here yesterday kind of thing, but uh, it is overcast and rainy today. Not like heavy rain or anything, but um, yeah, I'm I'm on Orcas Island, which is up in the San Juan uh, archipelago uh, off of Washington, and I was at Dirtfish, um, which we have a little special episode kind of going over the scene at Dirtfish for Summerfest. And I was there for kind of a Radwood, uh, pre-Radwood hang to get people to come to our show, which is coming up here. Um, when you listen to this, it's like days away um, at Dirtfish in Snoqualmie, Washington. But um, so I was up there for their Summerfest, which is basically like a rally car show kind of open house for Dirtfish. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but, um, that's what it turned out to be. Uh, some vendors like uh, Motol and Avance, um, our partners, and then some other folks, um, kind of giveaways and raffles and stuff like that. And then there was like, um, the group B collection from the owner of Dirtfish, which I forget his name. Art, do you know his name? Steve? I forget. Steve? Yeah. Good old Steve. Good old Steve. Stevie Dirtfish, um, he has a, an insane collection. We've talked about it before. When we went yeah, we visited it. Um, we visited the collection that housed pretty much all the cars that were there, right? Yeah, I think so. so. And there's two locations. Stuff. Yeah, there's other stuff stashed away. Uh, and he owns this facility, Dirtfish, which was an old um, lumber mill. And this barn on the property has a bunch of cars stashed away. And half complete projects and rally car parts and all sorts of crazy shit too. But, um, Summerfest was cool. Got to hang out with Adam from Avance and then Jeff Evans from, uh, throttle grotto, which he's been on the podcast before and some other new faces. We had a Honda beat, which was Jeff's at the booth. And then uh, R 32 skyline, which is another, uh, dude that's part of Avance, which was cool. Cause the, it kind of made the booth definitely a destination because both cars were, pretty novel especially the beat the beat got the most attention i think of any car um either people and it was never bright s- yellow right yeah bright yellow with zebra interior um Sick. and i think a lot of people either knew what it was and never seen one or didn't know what it was and wanted to ask a bunch of questions so that was fun and uh, a real 
um, a good hang there. And then after that, yeah, the next day, I, oh, I say something real quick about that. Yeah, yeah. fish. Um, I for, it reminded me of this uh, when we we're talking about drizzle, um, just for the people that, uh, are considering going, but are not sure about weather, we have a very large covered area. So, um, there will be a covered area, which is the royalty space where all the really, really awesome, cool shit will be. Everything is cool, but at least there you're, you'll have some shelters. So, uh, come out and hang regardless. Uh, even if yeah. you don't have something cool. to show, come and hang out. Good call. Good call. Yeah, absolutely. And the barn is so impressive. Um, just as a photo backdrop and just being inside this building is really cool. So definitely come. Yeah. So you'll get to see it in person and, um, it'll be a rad show regardless of weather. And then, um, yeah. And then the next day I basically, I was going to look at a car for one of our friends, Ryan Barrett. I had lunch with him before I left for Seattle and he said, wait, you're going to be in Seattle. I'm looking at a new, like a pretty recent Cayenne to buy. It's in Bellevue. Can you go look at it? And I'm like, uh, yeah, the, the coincidence is like too strong. Cause he's literally was like talking to the guy that day about maybe putting a deposit on it and I'm going to be right next to him. But that fell through the guy ghosted him apparently. So, uh, sorry, Ryan, but, uh, I drove up to Anacortes, which is like an hour and a half from Seattle. And what are you driving? Um, Dude, I I got just a basic rental car and they upgraded me to um, a three-row Nissan SUV. A Rogue or what is it? I didn't even know what it was for a day and a half as I drove it. <laughs> <laughs> it was black on black and I just was like, I think it's a Rogue. Maybe it's a Murano. I don't really know. No, it's a Pathfinder. Oh, it's the new Pathfinder? Yeah. How is the that? The current Pathfinder. It's horrible. It's pretty oh. terrible. Huh. It just doesn't really do anything great. It drives really heavy. Um, it just, it's Oh, like, that's it's the current fine. one, but that's not, okay. Cause they, I think they have a brand new one they just released, but that's not, okay. Oh, gotcha. okay. No, it's like 40,000 mile rental car. Gotcha. Pathfinder. Yeah. And it feels like an, uh, infinity QX, whatever, 45 or whatever those things are. Um, anyways, not a good, not a uh, solid recommendation on the Pathfinder. Um, mm -hmm. And it's such a bummer because they had a good thing going. They had like, there was kind of a cool alternative to, you know, Forerunner or something, but no, they lost the plot with that one. So maybe they'll get back to it. Anyways, um, drove up to Anacortes, which I had never been, but our buddy Ali um, spends a lot of time there. His in-laws live there. Um, his wife grew up there and he has all the recommendations. So he gave me a little list, which was great. Um, Got a little viewology spot and a good lunch recommendation and some other stuff. Cruised around that town, which is cool. It's like size of Scotts Valley, but on a peninsula with boat yards. And um, it's a little sleepy and kind of, it's just a cool uh, coastal town. So that was, that was great. And then dropped off the rental car. They gave me a ride to the ferry terminal where I jumped on a ferry and um, took the ferry, which is really cool. Um, it seems you know, novel and kind of like a tourist thing, but it's, it's part of the highway system. So these ferries go all day long back and forth between these islands and then took the, the ferry to Orcas Island where our buddy, uh, you might know him as dusty snowman on Instagram, uh, will and his wife, Sarah, uh, moved from Los Angeles, uh, to the Island and bought a really cool property. It's 20 acres with two houses and a pond. And, um, it's, amazing. It's a totally awesome retreat 
uh, very, feels very like middle of nowhere, but the island is, has a little town and there's, you know, a hardware store and a lumber yard and uh, a little airport and there's seaplanes and harbors and stuff. It's, it's very magical, super magical little place. So, um, we had dinner last night and then this morning we woke up and, um, I had never driven a Porsche 356 before. Oh, and Sarah owns one, uh, a really nice little white, uh, 356C. Um, and so I drove that and then Will was in his 2002 TII, which is what he picked me up from in the ferry anyway, but I love that little car. And, um, we took a little drive down to the, uh, state park and then got some coffee and bagels and then swapped keys and drove back through the Island and stuff. It was, it was really cool. So oh, that's awesome. It was great. Um, got some good photos and his property is kind of like Zwartz, um, with like this cool gravel driveway that kind of goes through the trees and ends up at his, you know, little spot. So um, it's rad everywhere you kind of go. It's very scenic and feels like Northern California, but there's lakes and ocean everywhere. You know, it's like you go over Hills and there's a, a Harbor and yeah. And it's very green. And, and it's funny. Everyone's saying how dry it is here for the time of year. Cause it's the end of the summer, but of course everything's like super green and <laughs> it's yeah. feels very different to be from you know, where we are in California, uh, this time of year. How, how did you find that shifter on the 356? Not too bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, not, not too bad at all. And, uh, I love those cars. I mean, I, I knew I would like them, um, driving Beatles and stuff. I just, I like the simplicity and everything's very well laid out and it's hard to explain, but it's a heavy light car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like solid feeling and, and heavy and it's kind of controls sometimes, but it, it also at the same time feels light. I think that's a, that's a compliment to how they, those cars were built. Um, and then I drove the 2002 TII, which, um, Will has uh, brought that on multiple rallies and he was a 50 year storm founder, which I'll podcast with him as well. And there'll be a bonus episode for sure. Cause we can go over that, but that car is great. It is so dialed and feels awesome. It's on magnesium, uh, campies with Avon tires and, uh, it's just rad. It's got Recaro's and, uh, a wood steering wheel, all of the senses of occasions you could want. Um, but here's the kicker. What's that? Uh, I was going to say the kicker is the Island. I think the top speed, uh, speed limit is 40. So you can get away with like, you know, 45, maybe 50 on some little stretches, but then you also are definitely going to see all of your neighbors on this Island over Ooh, and over and yeah. over. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is not yeah. like a place where you're like going on a drive out to the mountains and back. Um, so 356 is probably perfect. 356 is good, but you know what we saw is a couple cruisers. Like there's a, a Mercedes restorer on the island, JG, I believe, um, and he drives a Euro Fintail Mercedes, and I think it's an auto. Dope. I and love it's all patinaed. It's all like super flat. Like all the you know the paint has just been perfectly patinaed, and uh, he just cruises that thing around. We saw like some other kind of. Uh, big, like an Imperial and some other just kind of like cruisers. I'm like, that's, that might be the way to go. Like an, like an automatic SL or something like a Pagoda. I mean, why not? Right. Just cruising. Um, and then when I was on the ferry, there just happened to be a, an old car kind of club, um, some old Cadillacs, uh, like try your Chevys, some other stuff like that, that were um, going to Orcas just for a little, a little rally of some kind. I think they were just kind of puts around a bunch of old Going dudes. Lunch, yeah. I, yeah. I talked to him for a minute and, uh, it was cool. So yeah. Anyways, I'll be here for a few days and we're going to 
we're going to hang out and kind of see some more stuff. And Will has, you know, he's got his 993, of course, which he said is crazy for an island like this, but it's here. He, he takes the ferry into Anacortes and then we'll do it like a big loop for a drive and then come back like a full day, which is pretty cool. It's only an hour on the ferry to get to the mainland. Is, is the ferry, ferry pricey or, or is, is it? I think it's 65 bucks. One, and you only pay one way. Um, so yeah, it's not pricey, not cheap, it's not, right? not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's That's something regardless, you do of once car, regardless of whether you put a car on it or, or not. No, no. Walk-on's 15 bucks. Um, oh, okay. But if gotcha. you're in your car, I think it starts at 65 and then it goes up based on how big it is. Um, but, um, yeah. And they're very convenient. I think there was seven a day or something like that. So unless the weather is terrible or there's a problem with the ferry or something like that. So that is a risk he's a uh, problem he's run into before. And, um, yeah, he's also got, uh, his van again, which is, has a 1.8 turbo swap and I haven't driven that yet. So I'll take that for a spin and he's got an I three and they bought a brand new forerunner. So that's kind of their, their fleet, but pretty sweet. Oh, and they have a ruckus, um, little Honda, scooter oh, cool. thing nice. to kind of mob around on but the island's so beautiful and there's just like every property is really big with you know farm-like pastures and the ocean you know people have docks and it's pretty rad you can kind of see the allure for sure so um i'm excited to explore it and they've definitely got a rad spot here so i'm, I'm stoked they could put me up and let me be a refugee for a few days before you guys come up for Radwood PNW, um, I think a lot of things are clicking here and uh, got Bucky Lassick on the case and I'm stoked to see that post come through. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's super amped. He's, he's such a big fan. It's, it's awesome. Like he's a big, I mean, well, obviously we're fans of him, but he's a huge Radwood fan. Like he's got like several, you know, GC8 Subarus and he just bought, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this. Um, let me make sure that he shared this on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it matters, but he just picked up a car that um, he's been wanting to build for a long time because it was his first car and he has not posted it on his Instagram account. I don't know if it's on his YouTube channel, but it's a Radwood Air car that he's going to do a lot of cool, cool shit with. So um, yeah, he's, he's just really like excited to participate, which is rad. And he's, he's such a good dude, man. Like he's like legitimately like a, like a, a real, real car guy. Like he's all hands-on, does his own body work. Like whenever he can, he'll wrench himself. Like he like and doesn't necessarily want anyone fucking with his stuff, even though he obviously can <laughs> afford that and, at, at any level. But like the, the amount of work that he does to his cars is impressive. Like the the, the white um, GC8 that he has, uh, there's a really good Hoonigan Autofocus episode on that. People should check it out. It's uh, how Bucky Lassie built an $800 Subaru into a wide body STI. Yeah, very long title, but that's uh, Larry Chen's video. And he basically bought like a salvage title, like nothing car that he never intended to sell and built his dream car out of it himself. You know, like, uh, and he, you know, it's super extensive, like everything, like the interior, uh, you know, inside out, every single little part of the car has been changed and upgraded. And like, um, it's basically like a, a rally car for the street, you know, that, that is, um cool. essentially his, his daily that he like just like drives everywhere and it's supposed to be super fast yeah i think i've seen that i think i saw that video a while ago when whenever larry larry chan brought that out um the one thing cool about buck bucky is like 
he is like now you think of him as just this car guy who's super into cars and he was rallying and Subaru and all this. But dude, he's like one of the best skaters of all time. And like, <laughs> you know, you growing like that. the the end that that you know the end the movie the Tony Hawk movie, like that is like the best the best skate video of all time. I mean, probably at the time it was a million dollar video, which was like unheard wow. of for skate videos. It's, it's filmed on film where everything, you know, everything else was crappy, high eights and stuff. It's filmed on film. It was a million dollar skate video. He has like one of the raddest sections in it. Like, I don't know. Nice. It, like you forget, like, I don't know. At least I do. Cause I, I, I see him now post and it's all Subaru and all this cool car stuff. And you're like, Whoa, he was also like Tony Hawk's like right hand man. You know, it was him and Tony like doing these aerials and stuff. And you're like, dude, he's so sick, right? Like, it's like Absolutely. Travis Pastrana. You don't think of him as like a dirt biker now. You think of him as like super rally car driver, but or or Ford or wherever. You... Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, you know, I think like it's like he's a, kind of legendary, you know, like, and yeah. it's cool that he's so stoked on what we're doing. And obviously, we respect him a lot. And like, dude, like, if you, he has so many gold medals, like so many extra gold medals. Like he's, he was so good. You know, he was so successful at his craft and like, he's actually a pretty decent driver too. If you check him out, you know? So like, it's cool that like it, there's a lot of, there's that overlap for us to connect. And like, you know, even, even though I never really skated, like, I mean, we grew up in an area where that's obviously a big deal. And like, you know, we all have friends who have, and we're, you know, pretty involved. So um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. He's, he's amped. I mean, he'll be out there with us and he's also going to join the, um, the pre-Radwood hang that Avance is putting on for us at the shop up there in Seattle. So he'll be around too. So if anyone wants to come to that, uh, definitely, um, you know, you, you can still RSVP, you can hit us up, just um, either DM us or shoot us an email at team at Drive Awesome and we'll get you the information for that um, or team at Radwood, either one. Great. Um, all right, sure time? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, an hour and 50 in. <laughs> We had a car review, project car updates, two sets of questions. I was everywhere. You're everywhere. You're everywhere, man. It's everywhere. Um, okay, so I got to the ferry a little early uh, yesterday because I was a little worried about room for getting on. I didn't know how big the boats were. Um, so how many uh, seats does this ferry have that just goes to Orcas? Mm. Uh, passenger seats. Passenger seats. Are you going to ask us how many cars it fits to? Yep. Okay. Dude, I have um, no idea. Uh, I'm going to say 250. Okay, that's a good guess. It's only a good guess if it's close. I'll say 200. That's a really good guess, Lane, but I'm not going to say it's close. I'll say 200. 200, 250. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, I just don't want to like risk it. It's and... huge, right? 1500 what the heck <laughs> and i get to the i get to the waiting room there's two people which where did you get on <laughs> so monday the monday at 345 uh, uh to Orcas. there was two people waiting but what i didn't realize is that all the cars which i, I didn't see how many were on there but it was a lot um everyone gets out of their car and goes upstairs and sits so i mean yeah you know and so how many cars is it there? oh does it okay. fit Dang, I, I I didn't really think that many. I was gonna say like eighty or something, like somewhere around there. But I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say fifteen hundred. I'm gonna say a hundred cars. One hundred and forty-eight. One hundred and forty-eight cars. It's a big ferry, man. Big ferry, and so what's cool about it? They're um, symmetrical, and you can exit or enter the ferry on either side as a, as a car. 
Oh, yeah. And they have two pilot houses on the top. So I imagine they have two sets of crews where they walk to one to the other. But so they never have to still, turn around. Never have to turn around. And underneath, the propeller spins, and it can rotate depending on oh, which wow. direction it wants to go. So it's a really cool boat. This is the newest one they have in their fleet. And it's uh, the Washington State Ferry vessels are the primary method of transportation to and from the islands. Um, it's a designated part of the state's highway system. And the agency operates 10 routes serving 20 terminals around Puget Sound and the San Juan Islands. It's the largest fleet of ferries in the United States. Wow. And the one that I was on was their newest boat. It's the Samish, which was uh, 2015. And the uh, second trivia question is, how many islands, how many named islands are in the San Juan Archipelago? So not oh, rocks geez. and nothing, you know, these are actual islands that have a name. Mm -hmm. How many? 36. Hmm. 36 from Elaine. 100. 100 from Art. 176? Dang. And if you count the large rocks and other unnamed islands, at low tide, there's 743. Okay, wow. we're not counting large rocks, dude. <laughs> I said, if you do, 743, Lane. <laughs> if you do. Uh, that's crazy. Doesn't, um, I think Adam of Avance lives on one of those rocks. His name, what's, where does he live? I forget. I don't think so. I thought he lived uh, in Everett or something. I don't know. No, he lives on an island too, but I can't Let's remember. Let's fucking, yeah. Bainbridge Island? I don't know. Whitby? I can't remember. Um, it's probably Vancouver Island. I just, I just let's, had that. Let's dox know. him, dude. Dox him. Just what is his address? Find it. Yeah. Oh, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hit him up. We'll hit him up. Well, he actually just texted me, so I'll ask him. Um, yeah. When I told him I, I was coming here, he was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome. That place is insane, and the properties and all this stuff." And I was like, "Oh jeez." Wasn't quite yeah, I've here. yeah, it's a it's a place we actually considered going like years ago. Jamie and I were like looking at like we we went on an Alaska trip, but that place looks amazing. Like it it's yeah, as you said, I mean everything that you described, it's it's fucking paradise, right? It's, very, it's very so cool. stunning. Does this include like the islands up in like Canada there and stuff, or is this just like right there? I think like how far north does it go? That's a good question. I'm not sure if it includes the actual Canadian parts of the San Juan Islands. Yeah, I think it's just the U.S. To be honest, mm. yeah, if you're, if you're being, being honest, honest huh? We're well, being honest. To be honest with you, I don't know, yeah. but I'll also be honest and say I think it's just the U.S. Um, to San be Juan, frank, I'm kind. Of, to be frank, I'm kind of bothered that you don't know. Well, let me just come clean with you and uh, tell yeah. you that San Juan <laughs> Island is the more populous island, and it's got Friday Harbor is the kind of more ritzy or another one around the corner. But anyways, there's a lot of like stuff in fact there's no hospital on this island or um dmv so if you have to do anything like that you have to take a ferry to uh san juan island which you can see from this island and mm. uh that's why most people have a boat because it's hard to rely on the ferry and you have to wait for it like any public transportation so the baller move is you have a nice boat and you just cruise over there you do your thing have some sushi come back also no sushi on this island which i found out oh wow Oh, that's kind of cool though, because it's like um, that's one of those things where you're, it's almost you. The justification for having a boat is very strong, right? Oh, so you can justify because a boat's a hard thing. It's like, you know, it's kind of like ah, I gotta have a boat. You know, I want a boat or something. In Pleasure this, you could justify it so easily. So it's Absolutely. nice to have things that you could justify as a practical use thing. So if you like, if if you had a scooter and you're like, well, I can justify it because. 
this and that and i can fit i can go down this road that cars aren't allowed and i can make it there and yeah you know, this but i don't know I, I i love things like that where you can you can have more shit but you can justify on ownership yeah i mean that's that's exactly it. what i'm saying it's like you know I can justify an M2 comp to my wife. It's like, Hey, you know, I need it for mental health. There's these roads right here that that we could use all the time. Like we don't need all this other shit, right? Let's just like spend our money on this. You know, like it's, it's totally, it totally makes sense. I mean, this property lends itself to that big time because it's 20 acres and there's um, a lot of lawn area. And so Will had to buy a nice tractor to be able to. Oh, there you go. And then you got to get the like beefy weed whacker that has like the two handles and the backpack straps and all that. Like, yeah, you, get that. you need a good chainsaw, of course. And you're going to need a good Obvious, chainsaw. Dude. Yeah, back up too. New generator because in case, yeah, who knows? Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, and trash is he, is he retiring? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Because this sounds like a lot of maintenance. So, I mean, you got to have a lot of free time. <laughs> all I mean, working home, he's, he's, he's got it figured out with work and he um, really enjoys it. Like, it's a really fun. Um, kind of project to have so yeah what a drastic change though right i mean coming from la like metro like it went from manhattan beach to a a bungalow in manhattan beach to uh an island on the tip of the earth uh with 20 acres and and multiple houses and ponds yeah and so, so, so it, what you're saying is 20 acres, a lot of green space, uh, rally, PNW, ending there. Oh, shoot. I, we have a big problem inside. I got to go, guys. I got to go. Okay. I got to go. I got to run. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. I'll see you later. Have a good Bye. day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that, was like, that was like comedic, dude, the way he was talking. Well, at first he sounded really concerned like there was a fire, and then he was kind of laughing at the end, but as he turned it off. And the way he was saying it was like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, guys. I think his kid probably had poop. Oh, man. Wow. Poop, poop all right. kid. Well, hopefully art's all right. Big problem. <laughs> Bonus, but, trivia. Uh, Bonus trivia. What do you think happened yeah. to art? That's the... We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll exactly. answer it on the next uh, episode. Oh, man. The, the hose and, you know, this is total <laughs> shit. Yeah, you have no idea. Uh, Well, we hope Art's all right. And um, yeah, I guess I'll see you in a couple of days. And uh, yeah, uh, when are you going to post the the bonus episode so I can. uh, Well, you should probably check your feed because it's already. Oh, I did this morning. I did this morning. What's up, dog? It went up at noon. It went up today at noon? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Well, we were waiting to record. Okay, cool. Um, That's great. And we'll see y'all at uh, Dirtfish, and then we'll be back next week. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. See ya.